What's up guys, Gotti Jr. here. Finally, finally, over this cold, I think. <laughs> Got a little bit of a cough, left, scratchy throat maybe, but the cold is finally ending. This has been going on for two weeks now. Uh, you know, we recorded a few weeks ago and I was just like, you know, in the midst of this cold and, uh, and Jason wasn't feeling well. We joked around, oh, maybe it's coronavirus. <laughs> and uh, it got to a point here, like, you know, week two, I was like, yo, what's going on here? Is there something else going on? Because, you know, I got to go to, you know, I, I never go to the doctors. And this dude right here made a decision on a Saturday afternoon to head to the doctors. I went down to urgent care to get checked out. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I was coughing so hard on a Saturday that my whole body hurt. My, my rib cage hurt. <laughs> a friend of mine said, you, you know, you, if you cough real hard, you could break a rib. I was like, what? Um, but my stomach hurt from coughing. I got a headache from coughing. I said, that's it. Going to urgent care. Going to see what's going on. Maybe give me something for this. So, yeah, it was insane. I, and I don't know what it is about these colds. Like, I, I guess as you get older, they're harder to deal with. Because I used to be able to just power through these things, you know, just down some DayQuil, NyQuil, done. I uh, never went to the doctors for anything. And I'm very, I'm not, you know, I don't get sick often. Um, but yeah, to, to, to make the decision to go down to urgent care was big. That was a big thing for me. So, you know, I go down there and get checked out. Doctor gives you some, um, you know, I come back home. I, I still didn't feel good. I actually got worse that night. Uh, actually thought about maybe, maybe calling the ambulance, heading down to ER. <laughs> I mean, I was in bad shape. Jason and Kirby, know I was talking in our chat. I'm just like, dude, guys, I, I'm in bad shape. This may be the end. <laughs> this may be it. Um, but uh, yeah, so hey, look, we got through it. Um, you know, starting to feel a lot better. Uh, hopefully record this week a uh, 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 radio impound episode with Jason talk about those races he attended uh, I know the J concept crew was at uh, uh, at Motorama um, I had people message me saying hey you going to Motorama I'm like no I'm out all right I'm out first of all I've been out for a few years now like I just try to avoid uh, I, I, I try to avoid you know I'm more of a homebody now so I try to avoid going out in the public and I think maybe that's part of my problem maybe uh, people are saying like well your your immune system's not uh you know you go out in the public and go out in a, a large crowd or whatever and just stuff floating around here and you get it and it's just you know your body doesn't react well to it. so maybe that's what it was because yeah i didn't go to motorama i didn't go to ins 10 i didn't go to the dirt nitro challenge you're not gonna see me at these places anyway but i'm just saying i didn't go there but you know where i went and i mentioned this I did a podcast with Kirby before the Super Bowl that I was heading to Groundhog Day. I was going to Puxatani, PA. Finally going to Groundhog Day. Okay, like I said, this for me to go out in a situation like that, uh, it had to be something like a Groundhog Day, something special. This is something I wanted to do since the movie came out in 1993. Groundhog Day, Bill Murray. Watched the movie. Loved it. One of my favorite movies. And I always, you know, said, oh, we're definitely going to go to Groundhog Day. I want to go experience that. Um, and just never went. Never. I just kept putting it off year 
after year after year. And this year, I said, you know what? I'm doing it. I don't care. We're doing it. It's on a Sunday. It's perfect. Nobody has to be anywhere. Um, so I decided to make the trip out. Uh, you know, my girlfriend, Carrie, her sister, Jamie, uh, we went out to Puxatawney, PA. And um, finally went to Groundhog Day. And I'm guessing because right after Groundhog Day is when I get sick. And so we'll get into it here. This is probably, you know, this is where it all started. But anyway, uh, the story's not about the cold. It's more about the Groundhog Day here. I wanted to pop on here and tell you guys about it. I know some people were saying, hey, how was it? And stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, again, this is something I wanted to do since the movie. And I realized that. You know, maybe even the movie wasn't even... I never really dug into it, but maybe the movie wasn't even filmed in that area. I'll Google it and look it up later. But I always envision it being sort of like that. Um, but it, you know, ended up not being exactly like what the movie showed. But um, I figured, you know, there's going to be people there. Of course, there's going to be a lot of people there. But uh, it's going to be in the town. You're going to roam around, go out to eat, go to die. I just envision like going to a restaurant and then walking from the restaurant to the event. Just like it kind of like in the movie there. So anyway, yeah, so we head out to Puxatawney, PA. It's about close to three hours west of me, and uh, we ended up staying um, at a hotel. We couldn't get right uh, near Puxatawney. That was all filled up, um, and I'm not even sure the town itself has any hotels. I'm sure they have bed and breakfasts and motels, maybe, um, maybe one, two, I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, Jamie, I remember when she was looking at booking the room, she was saying there was nothing close, uh, close as we get, you know, probably close to a half hour away, which is fine. I was like, all right. So we ended up staying at the hotel. It was, you know, like I said, about a half hour away from Puxatawney. Um, we get there and it was, it was a Saturday and we, we go out to eat. And uh, we're talking to a few people, and, and we, we realized uh, somebody at the diner mentioned that, uh, you know, they, they expect maybe 30,000 people there. And I'm like, wait, what? 30,000? I, I figured maybe 5,000 tops. Not even, I don't even know what I was thinking. I was, like I said, I just had envisions of like the movie where there was a lot of people, but you could roam around freely. This guy, this guy's telling us thirty thousand approximately, maybe even more because it's it was a special date of two two twenty, and it was on a Sunday. The weekends are always the busiest for this, and I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute here." So I said to Jamie because anytime we go anywhere with Jamie, uh, Jamie plans everything out, and to the point where it's like. <laughs> what do you call that? Where you break it down by times like, okay, we're going to do this at nine and we're going to do this at nine ten, and we're going to do itinerary. So she creates something like that. And uh, it's almost like to the point where, you know, I always joke around where it's like when you go on vacation with her, you need to go on vacation afterwards because you're exhausted. So she tries to pack everything in, like take up, use every minute of the vacation with stuff to do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I always joke around there, like, oh, so what are we doing at, uh, so what are we doing at 10? And then what are we doing at 10.02? And, um, but yeah, so I said, well, Jamie, 
what what time is this yeah. thing? And what time do we need to get up? And she's like, well, I'm figuring we need to get there. I think we originally had plans to get up like at 2 a.m. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, what time does this thing start? She's like, well, I, I believe from what I understand, the actual event itself where they pull, you know, fill out and he gives his weather predictions like around 730. I'm like, why do we need to leave at 2? And it's like, well, we need to, you know, you know, get up, get ready, drive like over a half hour, then get into Puxatawney, park, get in line for the buses. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, you have to take a shuttle. Wait a minute. You have to take a shuttle bus? Yeah, you have to take a bus up to Knob Mountain. I said, Where, where's Knob Mountain? And, and here, Knob Mountain's only like two miles away from the town. But it's literally, you know, Knob Mountain. So there's the word mountain in it. It's up a mountain. <laughs> so a majority of people take the bus. And the bus, you know, does its thing and goes around and it may take you, you know, maybe 10 minutes, not even to get up there. Um, so I was, I was blown away. And I said, look, can we, you know, maybe leave? <laughs> like I had visions of waking up at five, you know, getting out there and just getting there in time for the, uh, you know, the prediction. Um, but there was so many people and we were talking like, you know, close to 30,000 people. And I'm not quite sure what they got there in the end, but it was close to that probably. Um, you know, you got to get up early. And from what we later find out that people line up, you know, people get there on Knob Mountain and mostly college kids, mostly uh, like 11, 12 midnight. It, insane. Um, so, yeah. So she's like, so we had plans again up at two. Then we, we, we moved it to three. Like, okay, three's good. Uh, set your alarm and stuff like that. Um, so we ended up getting up like around four ish, maybe. It's that, you know, not exactly, you know, what we originally planned on, but, um, you know, we get up a little later. Um, Carrie gets up and, and Carrie recently suffered a concussion. She was uh, going out to her car, uh, slipped on some ice, uh, hit the back of her head, got a bad concussion. Um, so when she woke up Sunday morning, um, you know, this happened about a week prior. She woke up Sunday morning, though, uh, to go to Groundhog Day, and she had a real bad headache, felt dizzy. So she decided to stay back, which ended up probably being a, a, a good idea for her. Um, so, and you're able to watch it on TV there. So, uh, J so Jamie and I left. Um, again, my, t my times might be a little messed up, but it was, it was approximately like 430 by the time we left. And it was snowing. We get outside, it's snow on the car, it's snowing, there's about two inches, not a big deal. I mean, we're used to driving and that stuff, but, uh, you know, you had to take time to brush the car off, uh, warm it up, uh, you get out on the road, the roads weren't treated at all, uh, there was a line of traffic going, uh, you know, people going to Puxatawney, leaving the hotel, and uh, so the traffic was slow moving. So it took, you know, what probably should have took approximately 20, 30 minutes, it took, you know, maybe close to an hour to get there. Uh, we get into the town of Puxatawney, and it's a tiny town. I mean, this is a small town. It can't handle this many people in its town. 
And, you know, we get in there and there's, and, and there's cars everywhere parked. Um, and there's police everywhere, state police everywhere. Every intersection has seemed like, you know, there was a, you know, state police were there telling you, keep going straight. You know, the GPS wanted you to turn. You couldn't, you know, it got to a point where we had to pull over, you know, and we asked the cop, we're like, well, you know, what are we supposed to do? Cause the GPS is telling everybody to turn here and you guys aren't letting us and we got to keep going straight. How far do we go? I mean, what, what do we do? And he's like, and you know, he's like, you know what? They just put me on this beat this morning. I have no idea. I'm not familiar with this area. All I know is you got to go straight. So, so we end up going straight out and we turned back around to go back into the town. Uh, so we go through town and then we, uh, we heard there was parking at a Walmart. So we asked directions from a cop. We said, how do we get to the Walmart? How can we get through here? So we found a way to get to the Walmart. We get up there. There's absolutely no parking. I mean, completely filled the Walmart parking lot. People were jumping the curb and jumping on the grass or uh, <laughs> jumping on the parking on the grass. Um, everything was filled. There was like, you know, there was other, you know, there's Walmart there. And then there was uh, like, a, like a Panera bread parking lot that was filled completely. There was nowhere to park. So we left the Walmart parking lot and headed back down to town, which uh, Walmart and Puxatawney, uh, maybe a five minute drive. So we, we get into town and, um, you know, again, just absolute, it looked like me. I was like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> this is insane. We weren't even quite sure if we were going to make it at this point. Now we're like, man, how are we going to find a parking spot and walk and get to this event in time? Um, so we, we go back in town and then, um, you can see the buses everywhere and uh, it was just insane. The, the, the crowd was just crazy. And I said to Jamie, I said, are, are you kidding? We got to wait in line for this bus, you know, the shuttle buses to take us up to the event. And I said, why don't we like, what, how far is this? And can we park this car and just walk this thing? Cause I, I saw some people walking across the street. And then we see a sign that says parking for walkers. Um, so we uh, followed that and ended up finding a parking spot about a half a mile from the main road. Um, we found a parking spot. We, you know, and we looked at, we, we brought up Google. We looked up where, how far Knob Mountain was. It was only like two miles away, but it was again, uphill. So we said, screw it. We're walking, you know, not a big deal. It's cold. It's snowing, but we'll, we'll make it. everybody else's, you know, there's people walking. Well, I, I get out of the car and it, you know, it, I mean, it was like, you know, I, I think it was like 20 degrees out, you know, and uh, it was snowing, but you know, I was fine. I had a jacket on and stuff, but the problem was I was wearing Adidas ultra boost. And if any, anybody knows about Adidas ultra boost, it's like wearing a sock and it was snowing and, and the snow is falling on, you know, and then the snow on the ground's coming up on the shoe and it's going right through the fabric on the top. And instantly, like I, within five minutes, my feet were freezing and cold and, and wet. Not a good choice if you're going to Pakistani. And I'm not a boots guy, so I don't wear boots, but I probably could have wore a better sneaker. That would have been, you know, one of my Nike. Uh, I have a Nike utility it's, uh, Vapor Max. That probably would have been way better because it's waterproof and everything. Um, that would have been better to use that one. But <laughs> uh, no. I had the ultra boost on and they were instantly 
instantly wet and freezing. So we uh, get to the main road, and uh, they have a sign pointing uh, uh, not a mountain, and it said, you know, two miles or whatever away. And you start walking up. You know, you fall in the crowd that's walking. And it's, you know, houses going right up the hill. Both sides of you, there's houses. So there's people um, walking up the hill, and you're walking up, and it's slippery. Uh, none of the sidewalk, you know, people weren't out there already. You know, people weren't putting anything on the sidewalks yet. It's so early in the morning. And uh, so you're going up the hill. It was, it was actually better to walk on the road. Um, and it was a hike to get to the top. I mean, it was just, you know, the, the incline was steep. And it's, you know, you're walking. You're walking a good mile up to the top of the hill. And then when you get to the top, you have about another mile to go. And um, so we get up there. And actually, as I'm walking up, there was people loading in their cars, residents that live there. And they were going up to the to Groundhog Day. And uh, I joked around to one lady. I said, hey, can I, you know, I'll give you some money if you give me a ride up to the, ride up to uh, Groundhog Day. And, and, and uh she said, "Oh man, I would, but I, I'm, I'm packed." And her, her car was packed. She had all her family in there. I said, "Oh, I'll hold on to the bumper." <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, if you're a resident there, apparently, uh, from what I understand, is you get a parking pass to go go up there, and you could park right at the event, which is nice. So, one of the perks of living in Puxatawney. Uh, so we get up there and, we, you know, we get up to the top of the hill. We take a photo next to one of the signs that says, oh, you only got a mile to go or whatever. So what you do is, it, it, you know, you get to the top of the hill, you make a left there. And um, the road makes a wide loop. And people weren't following the road then. Once you got to that loop part, uh, they were cutting across a cornfield. And... Um, you know, and, and obviously no corn, but you had the corn, you know, the corn stumps there, you know, the stalks and, you know, it had snow on top, so you couldn't see them well. And, uh, so we decided to follow the crowd as far as walking on the field. And, uh, soon, right before we got on the field, the deer just run right out in front of the group of people who are in front of us. Literally, like I could have reached out and touched them. They were booking. They ran right across the guy and. You're like thinking, whoa, man, I could have been, you know, I could have got ran over by deer. That would have been nuts. But uh, so we walk across the field and in the field, it was really hard to walk on because it was like a, a, it was, you know, it was like on an incline. So you're always trying to keep your balance and then you had to watch for the corn stalks and so they wouldn't trip you up. But uh, anyway, I'm freezing. My feet are freezing, shuffling across that field. Um, and then you start seeing the glow, you know, the lights and they had a fire going you see all the people, the buses arriving and, uh, people there getting their pictures to take in next to the signs, you know, the groundhog day signs and the entranceway. Uh, we get there and, uh, you just walk straight in. There's nothing to, you know, it's wide open. So, you know, we were trying to, uh, we get there and we we're just looking around, trying to find a spot that we would like to settle on eventually to watch this. Um, we were going to obviously be back, you know, be back, uh, a good distance because we didn't get there early enough. Uh, apparently you do got to get there, you know, real early, but, um, uh, but it wasn't bad. We still were able to see everything, but anyway, we get there and, um, you know, and I, and I thought there would be a lot of, um, vendors, food vendors and stuff, but there really wasn't. I think there was just one there. You can get, uh, you know, uh, some hot chocolate coffee and some donuts maybe, 
Uh, but yeah, there was really nothing like I thought it'd be like a fair sort of type situation. Um, uh, there was a lot of trailers there, but it was all a lot, you know, it was media. Uh, the weather channel was there. Um, so we were walking around and, uh, you know, you got guys selling t-shirts and stuff and there people there dressed up. Everybody's taking photos of people dressed up or there's some people had funny signs. There was a Epstein, uh, didn't kill himself sign <laughs> ground. Uh, it said, Phil, it Phil says Epstein didn't kill himself, but, um, and, or, uh, Phil says legalize it, you know, trying to legalize marijuana here. <laughs> so you get some, uh, funny signs of funny costumes and then people really get into it and they, they have a good time with it. Um, and they have music playing. They, have, uh, they had a band playing on stage. Um, so, you know, we got there, I'm guessing it was around, by the time we got in there, it was probably like six-ish, somewhere in that ballpark. And the actual event itself took place around 7.30, but they had stuff leading up to it. They had the band on stage. Uh, they ended up having fireworks around 6.30, which, you know, crossed that off my list. You know, I, I was taking this off my bucket list, going to Groundhog's Day, and then having fireworks. I'd never been to fireworks at 6.30 in the morning. So um, that was actually pretty cool. They did a, They did a real good job with that. Fireworks were really good. The finale was awesome. And uh, funny story, I was, I was um, well, not so funny, but uh, I'm, I'm filming the fireworks with my phone. I got my phone. And, and, and the weirdest thing, my phone, which was completely charged when I left. Um, so, you know, I, I get up there, I'm, I'm taking pictures, and, I, and I'm, I'm filming the fireworks. Um, and my phone goes dead. You know, said low battery, drained. I'm like, what? You know, I thought my battery died. I thought something happened to my phone. It just went dead. I come to find out later on that cold weather can drain your battery fast. And the weirdest thing, I mean, uh, Jamie didn't have a problem with her phone, but uh, mine, uh, it instantly went from 90-some percent right down to zero as I was, uh, you know, videoing the, the fireworks. Uh, totally crazy, man. I've never experienced that before. Um, maybe it was colder than 20 degrees, but yeah, I know my phone was really cold in my pocket and, um, yeah, battery drained done. So no phone the rest of the time for me. And I, that was just, uh, right before even anything started, but, uh, Jamie took all the video and photos for us. So, um, yeah, so the fireworks, and then they had a committee up there of, uh, you know, the Groundhog Committee they have, and they're dressed in tuxes and top hats and stuff, and they're giving speeches and, um, you know, talking to the crowd and stuff about um, Phil and all the stuff that he did throughout the year, because he does appearances at other places around the area there, and uh, they really get into it, so... Um, so yeah, then seven thirty rolls around somewhere in that ballpark and they, they, they bring Phil out. He gives his prediction. And, uh, this was the, uh, 134th anniversary of Groundhog Day. And, um, and you can go to groundhog.org for more info. If you plan on attending this event, like I said, I would, I would definitely go, I would go once and there's no other reason to go back. None. Unless, I guess, if you want to bring someone else eventually that's never been there and show them the ropes. But uh, other than that, one time's good, and that is it. You don't need to go again. <laughs> um, so this was the 131st anniversary, and I guess only a handful of times he's predicted in early spring out of 134 years. That's crazy. I couldn't believe when I heard that. So, um, yeah, so... 
Uh, they 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 do the event. They bring him out. They they do this thing. They read the scroll that he has there, and it says uh, early spring. The crowd went nuts. So here I am at this 134th anniversary. There's only a few times he's predicted this early spring, and I was at one of them. I thought that that was cool. I was like, you know what? That's cool. I could say I was there when he predicted predicted an early spring. So uh, yeah, he predicted an early spring. Everybody went nuts, and. Uh, uh, the crowd starts leaving pretty much not too long after that. Um, some people line up because you can go on stage and get your photo with Phil. And I thought it would be like when they would hold him next to you, but they actually put him in a, uh, they have this big clear round cylinder on the table and uh, he, they put him in there and you just stand next to it and get your photo taken. Um, but yeah, I didn't stick around for that. We decided to, uh, we, we got, when people were leaving, we got up a little closer to get some photos. And then Jamie and I just said, yeah, let's just start walking back. And uh, so we started walking back, going through the field again and going downhill, obviously a lot easier. And then there was people there, you know, the residents there that um, made some hot chocolate and cookies and stuff and they're handing them out to you as you're walking down. Well, that was pretty cool. So they really get into it. Um, they really thank you for coming to their town there. Uh, you know, obviously pro- provides a big financial boost to their town with all these visitors. And, uh, yeah, like I said, um, they have a lot of events going on. It's not just a one-day event. They have uh, stuff going on Friday, like I said, Saturday. Um, and then um, on the 2nd, Groundhog Day. So it was a good time. And, uh, again, if you ever thought about going and never have, do it. Just do it once. And, uh, I, right. No reason to go back after that. So then later on, we come to find out there's a groundhog down South, um, called general Bagard. Bagard. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. General Bagard Lee. <laughs> and, um, I guess he calls out Phil. I, I think on Twitter, he calls out Phil saying that he's not, you know, something about not being a real groundhog or something like his predictions are trash. So, there's like this little cool little thing they got going on back and forth. Um, I got to check out that event. Maybe that'd be a cool one to go to eventually and cross that off too. I don't know. But um, but hey, I had a good time. Glad I went. Like I said, ever since the movie came out, I love that movie. And um, I just wanted to go. And it was so close to home, really. And it was amazing. I, I just now get there. Um, Should have did it sooner. Um, but hey, got it done crossed it off and i recommend anybody that uh um has thought about it just just go do it get it over with and and like i said you'll never have to go back again though so that is it i just wanted to hop on here quick tell you about that give you a little update on my cold i know some of you were messaging me asking how i was feeling um and then um talking about uh asking me if i was going to motorama which uh that was a big no (laughs) and uh, I, i don't really I, I I really don't like to, like I said in the beginning, I don't like to go where there's big crowds and stuff. So it was really different, you know, really out of my element to go to something like this. Um, but again, I didn't have a clue that it was going to be that large, though. I didn't think that many people, 30,000. I didn't, didn't even cross my mind. I figured, you know, I could handle a thousand or two or, you know, five, whatever, but not 30. I didn't. So I didn't have an idea. So, you know, I guess all this is, you know, did I get the cold from there? I, I'm sure 
maybe something's floating around in the air, but I, I have a feeling it had a lot to do with my poor choice in shoes. <laughs> and, um, you know, and walking in that cold. And uh, But hey, I survived and I got, uh, again, I got to cross that off my list. So good times. All right, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Radio Impound Podcast. Get Jason on, talk about all those races that happened. So, all right, guys, take care. Catch you soon.